Good morning, and welcome to the podcast, to the channel. <sighs> yep. This is The Hunt Studio. My name is Hunter, and the podcast name, this podcast has been officially dubbed Car Thoughts. Car Thoughts simply because I find myself consistently in my car having thoughts. And I will take these thoughts and then put them somewhere. Most of the time when I'm in my car, I can't... I like to journal, and I can't exactly drive and journal at the same time. So I do the best, next best thing, which is talking and driving. Um, I am kind of excited to explain to you what's going on right now. It's uh, trying something new. I'm trying something new, and I'm excited about it. And I can't wait to express to you what I'm doing. Now, to preface, before we even begin on what I'm doing right now, which is kind of crazy if most in most people's standards, just note that I am happy. I am learning how to be patient. I'm learning. I'm... I'm learning how to meditate. I'm learning how to rest and ease my mind. And sometimes in the daily life of being a dad, among other titles, it can be a bit overwhelming. And so I have chosen, my wife and I have agreed upon what I'm doing right now. I mean, we, everything's fine. Everything's okay. So, just note that this is by choice, not by force. 100% by choice, and I'm proud, happy about my choice currently. That out of the way, I am staying the night in my truck. Probably about 30 minutes away from the house where my wife and our little boy live, or we all live there, where we all sleep consistently. I took it upon myself to come out here, and I actually work about 30 minutes away from the house, so the drive is, you know, it's a 30-minute drive there, 30-minute drive back, and yeah, so... Uh, looking at our financial situation, because I just got this job, and money's just now, I mean, it hasn't even started rolling in yet. We've been, we've depleted our reserve of income. That's like, you know, we had some reserve, we had some whatever, some comfort money, if you will, in the event that, you know, whatever. So, that's now depleted, and... We now have, I have a job, you know, and it requires traveling, and my vehicle's tank is on empty, and I'm not entirely sure when, um, hmm, we've got it all figured out. Financially, we're okay. 
What I'm saying is, tanks on E, don't have the gas money. It's Thursday night, and I don't have the gas money to drive all the way back up home, back down on Friday, and then back up for the weekend, and back and forth and back and forth. We're saving a bit of dough by, um, I've, I've, Went ahead and shot my shot with my wife, and she cleared it, which is cool. Um, to stay here, just to just to kind of sleep in the car, you know, at work, and it's working out for us, I think. Um, to be honest, it's I think it's necessary. Uh, my wife agrees. It's a uh, this is a thing where actually this whole idea is inspired by a couple of different things. Number one, uh, last year about this time, more more so closer to Christmas time, um, we we're in a very similar situation. I didn't have a job. I had just gotten out of the army, hadn't had a job in several months. I felt defeated. We were living not ideal situation. You know, it's not ideal, and. Uh, yeah, I just kind of had a mental breakdown and then just kind of left up and left my wife and the kiddo at the house and just kind of left. Just kind of abandoned ship. Took off. And then, you know, while I was gone, I and I actually have a couple of YouTube videos. One YouTube video where I'm like, I'm sleeping on the floor on the job site. And I'm like, yo, everything's going to be fine. Um... Similar but different scenario, you know, similar approach in that I needed some clarity back then. I needed, you know, my, my head was, I was clouded in my own thoughts and I was allowing myself to get in my own way, really. It's nobody else's fault but my own. And I kind of took it out of my family and just kind of left, kind of dipped out. And this time, I don't want to do that. I don't want to just leave and, and clare claim that, you know, I'm getting a divorce, that's it, it's final, and then be back together in like four months, like we did last time, no thanks, we've been doing that too many times we've done that to each other, um, I don't know, personal information, whatever, um, anyway, so I'm seeking clarity, oh yes, the personal, in the inspiration uh, the secondary inspiration would be Matthew McConaughey. Um, I don't know. You should probably go watch um, Matthew McConaughey and Gary Vaynerchuk. Uh, if you type in Gary V, Matthew McConaughey, it'll pull up. Um, but they, you know, Gary's talking to Matthew and talking about his new book, the new promotion, the promoting his new book, whatever. And Matthew basically exclaimed that over the course of his lifetime, he's done this several times where he'll just pack a bag and haul tail, you know, and just be absolutely isolated, you know, out in the, well, where he's at in the desert. Absolutely isolated himself, his own thoughts, a bottle of bourbon, and that's it. And he'll come back after however much time he deems necessary and then have a clear head and ready to tackle this thing, ready to go, ready to do, you know? And go listen to his story. He tells it much better than I do, obviously. But 
because it's his. But this is my story, and I am getting that where I can. Uh, we're going to start with a day, a whole day, where I'm just, it's just me. I didn't go home to my family. I called them after I got back from work, and then I drove over here, put this thing in park, and I have a cot that I got from the Army, um, and I just whipped open this cot and uh, propped it open and claimed this as my bed for the night. <sighs> yeah. So why did I do this? Why I... I'm, I mean, I kind of said it earlier. I get really swamped with family, you know, like with COVID happening, we spent months and months and months just uh, behind these four walls and just, you know, um, for a while, the government was actually paying us because, like, you know, unemployment and all. And we were getting a pretty ch good chunk of money. Um, but then, like, the COVID assistant help money fund it ended and then obviously I had to return to work get a new job whatever and uh, I've been bouncing from job to job recently because I don't know I just something didn't feel right it didn't stick with me um, they weren't paying enough something you know too many negatives and not enough positive here in the scenario um, I'm kind of getting off track a little bit here. What am I doing right here? Um, basically, I just overwhelmed myself with uh, my own expectations. Um, I lack patience in that I want things to happen quickly. And it's frustrating looking back and realizing how deep, you know, thanks to previous decisions uh, that I made when I was... 18, 19, 20. Um, my wife and I are like $40,000 in debt. And it's stressful to think about how much debt that we actually have, how long that's going to pay off, and the fact that I can't grow a business with a clear conscience knowing that I have all of this like hidden fees under my belt. It's like, it, and that. You know, I'm I'm really pushing to grow and to, you know, expand and, and just really invest in myself and invest in the things I care about. And, and it's hard to grow with a clear conscience when I have all this debt amounted. And, and so I let it drive me crazy. And it, it gets, you know, these financial situations, these scenarios get in the way of mine and my wife and my kids' relationships. It prevents me from enjoying the day-to-day, -day, you know, like uh, this one thing, you know, like a, a small, and this isn't like, it's accumulated, sure, but it's like four different decisions over like a five-year window that cost us $10,000 a piece. Like, what? Are you serious? $10,000? Why? What? First off. Why did we ask for that much money? Why did we ask for an item that costs that much money? Knowing we didn't know what to do with it. And number two, why would a bank be stupid enough to hand an 18-year-old kid a $25,000 car when all I did was ask 
and sign and say I promise to pay this thing. $25,000. Come on. Maybe I was, actually I was like, I was 21 when that happened. 21 years old. When I got my first real car. My first brand new car was a Ford Fusion. Straight off the showroom floor. And you want to hear a secret? I don't have that car anymore. (laughs) I have a car that I now paid for. I paid cash for it. And it's mine. And I never have to worry about it getting swiped out from under me again. Because I learned that the hard way. Um, So right now, just overly swamped. Me personally, I'm overly swamped with just, just, just crap. You know, like stuff that's getting in the way of me enjoying the things in life that I'm supposed to be enjoying. Like, for example, my my little boy, my son, who runs up to me and says, look at this, daddy, look at this thing. And I'm like, get out of my hair, I'm stressed the hell out. And usually when I'm stressed the hell out, it's about money. It's always about, it's it, every time it's about this this debt that we've racked up and just, what? Fortunately, fortunately for us, we have realized that this is an issue. It has become a big enough issue to where um, we got to stop it. You know, I, I desperately want to stop this. And so we are. And, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, it's hard to justify, like, you know, we want things in life. We, we want to obtain physical possessions for the sake of having them, I suppose. But there's things like, you know, um, studio lights that I would love to have. I don't need them. I would love to have them for consistency and for, you know, for content sake. I would love to have a set of studio lights that just chill in the studio so I don't have to hunt around a window for the best lighting, you know, the right time of day. So I, I just turn the lights on and haul with it, you know. But it's hard to justify that purchase when when all of this debt is just racked up on top of us. And, you know, it's just hard to do so. It's hard to grow a business. It's hard to grow something you care about when... You know, you got other things. You got previous priorities in line, and uh, and honestly, this isn't like this isn't even an option. This is non-negotiable. I have to pay this off. I have to, and I will. It's going to go away. It's going to take a couple of years, but it's going to go away. And I'll tell you why. It's because I mean, other than the reason that I explained, it's just like. You know, I was raised in church. Um, I was raised as a Baptist, um, although I don't claim to be one. I still claim to be a believer, and I like to refer to the Bible when I'm like, if I'm ever trying to like do stuff on my own, and yo, this isn't working out, where do I turn to? I have, The first place I usually look is the Bible, and what's it say about money? It says, you know, it says that the borrower is slave to the lender. Meaning, if you borrow money from me, 
you're my slave, I own you, you work for me now, you know, and it also, I read up on several different things about money, and basically, it's, it justifies the purchase of, like, it says that um, to be wealthy, like, people who save little increments at a time will be wealthy. People who try and get rich quick will not. They'll be poverty-stricken for the rest of their lives. And, you know, it also says, um, it says so many different things about money. So many different things that, like, oh, I've been missing this, you know? Like, that's the missing ingredient is, like, save money and be patient. That's a big thing is being patient, revolving back around that is... Instead of walking up, you know, like six months after I get my first real job, you know, in the army and signing away a contract that's giving me a $25,000 car, it's like, I should have taken the money that I saved in those six months. I, I say I was in training for six months and I saved up plenty of money. You know, it was like, it wasn't a ton. It was like 2,500 bucks. Very well could have bought myself a $2,500 car vehicle and drove away with it. And I didn't believe it at the time. I didn't think that you could do something like that and get something decent of good value, you know, for just $2,500. I didn't know how. I can tell previous me that, yes, you freaking can because I did it. I bought this car right here for $1,500 cash, handed it to the guy, and then I put $1,000 in the wheels and tires because I liked the way they look and I, I wanted them. And then I've put probably about probably about less than $500 in maintenance, and I've done all the maintenance myself, like the engine, like the, everything, everything. I just learned how to do it on my own, and, and $2,500, I mean, we'll go ahead and say $3,000 I've put into this car. And I've had it for months. I've had it for half a year, probably. Probably longer than that. I've had it for a while. Anyway, three grand. And it took me... Uh, how did I do it? Uh, I put $100 into a bank account every week. Once a week, I put $100 in a bank account. And then it added up to $1,500. And then, literally, it wasn't two weeks... Two freaking weeks? No, no. Sorry. My math is wrong. <laughs> Fifteen weeks. Fifteen weeks and I had a freaking car. You know, that's like three months and some change. And I had a car. So, just being diligent, being that I put back a little bit of money at a time, just a little bit, it added up, and I was able to buy something, and it's mine. It's mine. I'll never have to worry about it getting snatched away from me if I lose my job or if I stop paying that $346 payment a month because I'm sick of it. No, I, I save for, you know, a quarter of a year, and that was it. I went and bought one. And then over the course of however long I can keep this thing running, I can keep it in shape, I can... Do little slight modifications if I want to, which I have done some cheap modifications to it. Then, you know, keep it up, keep it in nice condition, and literally it's lost all its value already. It's a 1998 GMC Jimmy, and the value that it's worth right now is 
the value it's going to be at years down the road, pretty much, you know, unless they just have a spike in value, which I don't see happening, but, um, yeah, so I have this, this little vehicle that runs and drives just fine. I, I made sure it was the right, you know, it ran and drove well, and it does, and it drives even better than it did because, you know, whatever, my modifications, my, my work onto it, but anyway, I now know that these things can be done. For $2,500, I could have bought something great, something that I'm proud of, something I worked for, and but I didn't. I chose to go the faster route, the sexier route, the, the vroom vroom route, because I wanted something red, I wanted something pretty, I wanted something like I would get, you know, wanted to break some necks at a red light. Well, well let me tell you something. I didn't get a single broken neck people looking at my Ford Fusion. Like, what the hell? What was I thinking, man? What was I thinking? I wasn't. That's the problem. I wasn't. I wasn't thinking in the right direction. Anyway, that's a big example. Um, we no longer have the car, and we still, you know, I bought that 2017. Here we are three years later, and I still owe $5,000 on that thing, and I don't even have it. You know, like, same thing with, uh, uh, I could go on and on and on. But basically, all of this debt accumulated, uh, and we don't have anything to show for it. We have nothing to show for it. It's like, we have, what do we have? We don't have a single thing that we've purchased all of this, you know, this $40,000 in debt. Granted, 10 is from student loan debt, and I don't have a degree. And 10 is from Nikki's appendix getting removed back in the day. Um, And that was a good chunk of money. Um, So literally, we don't even have an appendix to show for it. (laughs) But it's, you know, like we don't have any sort of purchases. We don't have anything, which sucks. And it makes the situation worse. But hey, this is all self-inflicted other than the $10,000 medical bill. Whatever. It's all self-inflicted and and it's our fault. It's my fault. And it's it's time to change it. It's time to fix it. It's time to move on with my life. And I just did some math today with the money that you know, after the the new money I'm making uh, today um, applying um I'll talk about this for a second. Uh, Dave Ramsey. I'll come back to Dave Ramsey in just a second. But applying Dave Ramsey's method, his debt snowball, um, we should be out of debt in about five and a half years. If we apply this copy and paste method, if we, you know, if we make no more money, which which if I stick with it, I'll probably make more, you know, later on down the road. I'll make I'll end up making more. But if I just apply, you know, after bills are paid and debt is paid off, um, it'll take five and a half years. And, I mean, God. Five and a half years. And let's see, when did we start accumulating this? Well, it started when I was 18, which is, you know, Nikki was 17. I'd, I'd be 18 with that student loan debt. And 
here I am, 25, seven years down the road, and it's going to take about, you know, if it takes five years, it, it's I'll be 30. So 12 years of living in debt, just living in owing someone else somebody, which in turn prevents me from building something of value for myself, my children, and my children's children. That's nuts, if you ask me. Freaking crazy. And that's not something I'm not, you know, it could be worse. It could be $100,000 in debt. It could take 20 years to get out, you know. I could have not clicked until I was 50, you know. I could have just been living this oblivious life until I was 50 years old. And then what? You know, just spend the rest of my life getting out of debt? Jesus. And amount nothing, you know, amount to nothing. So I'm willing to like, you know, and I, I get, I get hated on for, I get picked on for where I live, you know, the clothes that we wear and the cars we drive and the city that we live in, the little town we live in, we get, we get made fun of for all of it. And it's all by peers, peers or people older, like I'm not going to get into specifics, but it's it's people who know us. Let me let me take that back. It's people that think they know us. They think they know enough about us to cast this judgment on us and be, they believe that we should be doing better than what we're doing. Or they're insecure about their own little thing that they got going on, so they paint a picture to make it seem like they're doing better than we are and then point and laugh because they bought the car they still have their little car but in real life they're struggling just like I did at one time so that's that's the big like issue right now that's what you know I'm, I'm coming to terms with with debt I'm coming to terms with how money works you know like and how it, how I should be treating it differently, and I'm, I'm learning. You know, it's life's a whole journey. It's all about learning, and uh, you know, it's it's. We just have to focus in, real hard, and fix this up. And once we do, I mean, who knows what's going to happen? Who knows what's going to happen between now? The time that I declared that, hey, we're fixing this, and by the time we fix it, you know, it, miracles happen, you know, like, you know, the things happen. And they happen to people who are intentional and who actively do. Good things come to those who do, you know. Um, it's just, it, it's... I don't know. I'm I'm curious to see what this little journey and that's another thing is I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it as positive as possible. Instead of just dwelling on holy crap I'm I'm, I'm so far away from uh, obtaining whatever. I, w- I want to see where this takes us, you know. I want to see the connections that we bring to people. I want to see you know, who do who can we relate to? Cuz I know there's people out there, you know, like and if we document this journey and show that yo, we're we're vulnerable. And maybe it'll change somebody else's life. Who knows? Maybe somebody will get on this debt train with us or get out of debt train. 
and and we can start this little journey together. Maybe, you know, I could get a... Anything could happen, really. You know, like... I don't even know how sponsorships work at all. I have no idea. But I think it'd be cool if, like, I blew up and all of a sudden I got a sponsorship and then whoop that little bit of money just paid off the last bit of my debt so i'm you know and thanks to my work and thanks to my growth i'm able to do this you know like and and thanks to the support of my people we can you know we can focus on growing rather than (laughs) rather than shoveling dirt back into the hole we've dug we can focus on you know building bricks and building an empire. I don't know. I'm excited about this little journey. And I'm, I'm actually starting to ramble a little bit at this point. So I'm probably about to get out of here. I have to pee really bad. So I have to go into... Uh, I have to walk out. I don't want to get out of this car. But I got to, I think. But anyway, this is the Hunt Studio. My name is Hunter. Oh, goodness. My name is Hunter... This is the Hunt Studio. Did you enjoy what I drew today? I don't even know. This is probably going to be like a week after I've hit, you know, after I've recorded this. I'll probably, you know, slap a drawing on top of this a couple days later and post it, you know, a week or two after I've recorded. So, I don't know. Did you like the drawing? Did you like the video? Let me know if you're also in debt. Let me know if you also are trying to get out as we are. And yeah, just just feel free to reach out because we're all in this together. You know what I mean? We're we're put on this earth to love one another. And and yeah, so that's what I'm gonna do. Anyway, see ya. Bye. Bye bye.